Hello, 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 and welcome to the Intimacy with Lisa podcast. I am your host, Lisa, and I am a sex educator, mentor, and a healer. And you've come to the right place if you want to heal about your shame around sex and intimacy and relating, you want to change your relationship with sex, and of course, if you want to join my mission about creating a world where our kids are free from sex shame, sexual trauma, and of course, sexual violation. Like, let's give our kids better sex education than we probably received. And guess what? That starts with us. So stay tuned, buckle up, and make sure you are following me on Instagram at Intimacy with Lisa. Hello, hello, Stephanie, and thank you for joining me today on the Intimacy with Lisa podcast. And for the listeners, I am joined here with Stephanie Ditchburn, who is a sex and embodiment coach. So hello. So nice to be with you, Lisa. Thank you so much for having me. I love it. You're welcome. Um, so how I like to start my podcast episodes is I ask everybody, what does intimacy mean to you? But I would also like to know, how do you define intimacy? Like, is that separate to sex? And how do you notice the difference between intimacy and sex? Mm. Yeah, it's a good question. Um, When I feel into it, knowing what I know now, my perception of intimacy has uh, expanded massively. If you were to have asked me that question two years ago, I would have gone straight to that kind of perception. Intimacy is two people being naked, having sex. That's intimacy. Um, If I were to maybe have thought about it another half a second longer, I maybe would have also included that intimacy would be things like, you know, um, laying in bed with your partner as a woman being spooned or laying in, in your partner's arms or having a conversation that that also classifies as intimacy. Um, where if you ask me now what intimacy means to me, um, it's actually, it's all of these things as well, but has much more expanded. For me now, intimacy includes the most important thing, which is unconditional presence. That's what's for me the baseline of intimacy these days. Unconditional presence. Um, That's the foundation of real intimacy to me now. Yeah. Have I experienced that outside of my own relationship with myself? Unfortunately, I have to say I have not. I've given it myself in the realm of the work that we're in now. It goes hand in hand with the self-pleasure modality, that unconditional presence that you give yourself by tuning into your sensation, sensations. Mm-hmm. Um, in an interrelating perspective, being with a partner, having experienced that from the opposite sex, in my case, um, I have unfortunately not. So it's a beautiful, beautiful awakening. At the same time, there's a sadness to us because I actually feel I had not yet, up to this point, experienced um, conscious sex mm. ever. 
<sighs> so that is hopefully still to come and entering my sphere. <laughs> and I truly believe like it's a journey. And I really want to know, like you touched on a piece that I really resonate about um, intimacy, basically just being naked with somebody. And that's like my perspective. And even when I started, obviously we're both doing the um, um, in new Institute of New Paradigm and Intimacy, obviously learning about self-pleasure. And before I started that, to me, intimacy was very much about sex. <laughs> it all led to sex because that was the end goal. And what I've been really um, starting to educate people on at the moment is the sex education. And I really want to know from your, <clears throat> sorry, your experience, why do you think that our, I guess, relationship with intimacy is like the naked aspect of things with partners? Like, where do you think that comes from? Mm. I feel it's the, the, the conditioning and programming that we get from mm. society, from movies, from media. Um, that's the first that we will be fed um, as youngsters or as, you know, like teenagers when we're starting to explore these avenues. Mm. Um, or I have in, in, uh, as, as a teenager, secretly a, a girlfriend and I, I will, uh, ended up watching a porn movie with her that mm. she had in their garden house or something so and that was my first experience as well with what intimacy is meant to look like and you know love movies and all these it's just really the the external world that you visually see around you and that i feel have a tremendous uh impact on your conditioning what intimacy means and it doesn't go very deep it's just the visual mm. and yeah and I feel like we're as well growing up in homes that um, most often um, the relationships in those homes are challenged. So you also are not experiencing any intimacy, true intimacy, heartfelt intimacy from your parents either. So where are you going to see it? Um, so mm, yeah. I freaking love that. Like I really believe our parents can be teaching so much to us on an unconscious level by who they're embodying. And I feel like if our parents aren't embodying their sexual essence or their sexual self, then that's getting passed down to their kids. And that's where we're also learning that to disconnect from our sexuality and our sexual essence. Um, which brings me to the next question. I want to know, like, if you can share in a snapshot your journey to discovering your sexuality. Mm. In, a, in a nutshell, okay. I'm going <laughs> to give that my best. <laughs> um, I feel my, my journey into sexuality, sexuality really started when I um, chose to leave my marriage. Um, the, the marriage that I left was a marriage of 17 years and I chose to step away from that marriage. Mm. And when I stepped out of that relationship construct, I was 40 years old and stepped away with one, one sexual encounter. Mm -hmm. My husband was my first sexual intercourse. I've had as a youngster a few experiences, but no actual sex. So he was my first um, yeah, sexual experience. And when I stepped away from that marriage, I said to myself, oh my God, 
I'm 40 years old with one sexual encounter. Fuck this. Now it's time to explore. So, and I ended up um, questioning and challenging any belief that I had been given and programmed to believe by society, by my environment. Um, I challenged everything, my own belief. And my first belief that I challenged was the belief that I cannot have sex with someone that I don't have an emotional connection with. That was the first belief that I challenged. And my journey started from there. And I ended up having um, many sexual encounters by choice. It wasn't for me ever a validation thing. Mm. Um, it was really a true empowerment journey of exploring everything that I hadn't before. And it was um, mind-blowing. And I'm so grateful to each of these men, um, in my case, um, that I have come in contact with. Each of these encounters that I had um, has led me to, to, to what I'm doing now. And even though they were all adrenaline-based sexual encounters and not what I'm really craving now, which is conscious sex, they're still all so beautiful. And I'm incredibly grateful for each of these men. And I actually wish I could say thank you to each of these men. And yeah, hopefully, yeah, in some, some way they will feel that. Yeah. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. There's not many people. I don't think there's many people that will walk away from a sexual experience seeing like just truly wanting to thank them for what they've been able to add to your life even if it was just a fling or wanting to explore like I really think that there's a lot of an empowerment piece around that and breaking away from the I guess stigma that sex is only accepted in couples and it's kind of like bringing awareness to as long as it's consensual and it's from an empowered state that it can be just equally as beautiful but I don't know what does conscious sex mean to you what does that look like conscious sex comes back to the baseline the unconditional presence mm -hmm. for me the most sexiest thing a guy can bring into the bedroom is his presence that's mm -hmm. so fucking hot <laughs> and that's really what i feel um can speak myself. louder than oh, words. Right. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Yeah. I love that. Um, I want to talk about a bit about, you mentioned it earlier, your intimacy with yourself. How do you start to have that intimacy? So if you've got no connection, because I know a lot of my audience, they're very um, feeling numb and disconnected to their body, which means they're probably not very present. Um, they don't have that intimacy with themselves. How did you start to have that intimacy with yourself? Mm, yeah, that's a good question. Um, I uh, also have to acknowledge that I actually have never, until I was 40 years old, Lisa, I've never masturbated, not once in my entire life. And that was one of the issues um, in my relationship that I got shamed for, that I 
was broken. That's something that is something seriously wrong with me. <laughs> um, anyway, I stepped um, outside of my my container of marriage and ended up trying it for the first time back in the day, still with a vibrator. Um, and yeah, so that was an interesting experience. And then something else, I feel like your, our intention is really powerful. My, I put my intention out there to um, reawaken my femininity to its most potential it can be, I've, that I've never touched base with. And that was my intention. Um, with that intention in place, all of a sudden, the yoni egg came into my experience. I had no idea what a yoni egg was until a beautiful friend sat on my couch and shared with me. <laughs> and that's how Rosie Reese got into my sphere. Um, and I ended up ordering the next day after that conversation, a Yoni egg from Rosie Reese and um, Yoni Pleasure Palace. Um, that's what it's called. And that's where my journey actually started um, to really be with myself. I followed Rosie's um, tutorials that she had, how to use an egg, what exercises to do. And they're all incorporated um, sound and breath. And, um, and they were very essential. So and then looking back now, I realized when I started Rosie's work, I moved into self-pleasure, what I would consider self-pleasure. So that's why I always looking back at my journey, feel like I masturbated once and then it very organically became self-pleasure. And that yoni egg was my gateway to starting touching myself and being with myself um, in a really beautiful, loving, accepting way. And realizing later that Rosie was uh, a graduate from the second round uh, in the Institute of New Paradigm Intimacy, where I'm studying now, you see all these pieces that came along my journey. It is no accident that I am where I am right now. It is no accident. The synchronicity of all of these pieces is too linked in and too intertwined. Um, yeah, so that's why I'm so passionate about the work that I do because I know I'm exactly where I'm meant to be. And yeah, so that's how I started. And the short answer, the only no, it's funny, actually, because I have a question I want to ask you. But first, I want to share a story. And I need to let, I think, Rosie Reese know. I think she gets a mention on every podcast. <laughs> Everyone that comes on here, we talk about the yoni and eggs or the wands. And what's so funny is actually because my story is so similar to you. And that's what came up as you were sharing. And I've actually shared with my audience quite a bit how numb and disconnected I was to my body. However, my journey started the exact same way. So obviously, I did use the vibrator when I left um, the father of my daughter. So I wasn't shy when it comes to masturbation. However, I didn't realize the difference between that and self-pleasure until I met Rosie Reese <laughs> and I started um, using the yoni egg, doing her tutorials, um, learning about the breast massage. And I remember messaging my coach at the time and I messaged her saying, I literally just had an orgasm from just a breast massage. Like there was no, like, I didn't even think that was possible. And I'm just like, what the hell just happened? Like it was just this energy build up. And like, that is the day that defined me because I could feel 
the aliveness in my body. I wasn't like this numb and just connected um, person anymore, which is funny. So thank you for sharing that because I've actually never shared that <laughs> publicly, but it really came up as you were speaking. I'm like, oh my God, we've got like very similar stories. Um, but I do want to know from you, how has this intimacy with yourself shown up in all areas of your life? Like, has it had a flow on effect to you personally? Mm. I feel being with myself in that way for the very first time has really opened up um, doors that I even know, I didn't even know they were there. It has removed so much shame to just even look in the mirror and self-pleasure whilst looking at myself so much shame removed it's just such beautiful presence with myself and that was a major thing i did i did a lot of mirror work i still do i love mirror work it's so powerful um and i feel once i've been able to be with myself in that way in that unapologetic way in just being in my sexual essence whilst witnessing myself in a mirror that opened up as well a level of being with um the the many males that i've been with to another level because there is no no i've no i wasn't self-conscious um when i entered into a sexual experience i didn't worry about oh what does my ass look like or what does my belly look like or am i looking too fat am i looking is there my cellulite is it you know all of these things fell away and what became way more important not just way more important which really uh was the most important piece was my energy mm. that i brought to to, to that space mm. and men don't really care what you look like they care about the energy that you bring and that confidence and that love that i had for myself i carried into that experience so and that created kind of often kind of mind-blowing <laughs> you know um adrenaline-based sex uh i would say mind-blowing adrenaline uh sex for the men it was still very often really wonderful for me but again i am a woman and i take longer and then a lot of men they're still you know um yeah <laughs> and there i say it don't do it for me <laughs> um yeah and that's also what i would love to experience in the conscious sexual encounter that i feel that you can kind of write this energy together and um and i'm really curious in the future to enter this space as well with uh a man in a way how uh we have come to know it stepping into the void mm. instead of because men that that i've been with we are all conditioned and programmed and they also step into this space with oh i have to do this so this is next this is next it's going through the motions you know, even if there's high sexual energy, um, it's still kind of what's expected of you, the performance piece um, and all of these, these pieces that don't really allow for real intimacy, what I crave now, 
the adrenaline set of base sex is fucking awesome. Don't get me wrong. As I said, you know, I loved it all, <laughs> uh, but I've done it now for two years. So being there, done that. And now I'm creating something more mm. um, and self being with yourself sexually in that way. Um, I feel it applies the same thing, how we always say, you can only meet your clients as deeply as you're willing to take yourself. Mm. And that applies with, with a partner, with a, with a you know, um, that I can only take that encounter with that individual as deeply as I'm willing to take myself outside of that. Where am I meeting myself sexually? And yeah. So. I love that. And it's really true. Like so many people crave that deep intimacy with their partner. However, it can only be as deep as you go with yourself. So you've got no intimacy with yourself. Then you can't really expect that deep intimacy with your partner. But I'm curious to know, um, so I joke, I don't know if it's a joke anymore, I think it's just reality, but I say it as a joke, I manifested my partner through self-pleasure at the time, <laughs> I was seeing, I was um, working with a sex coach and I was doing self-pleasure, not how we define self-pleasure, physically self-pleasuring, <laughs> and I manifested my man, um, that's my joke, that's how, I that's how I manifest everything now, by doing our self-pleasure modality that we're both learning. I want to know, do you feel like this, the self-pleasure work that you've been doing and the intimacy you've been creating for yourself, has that impacted and like who you know that you're worthy of calling in? So I know that you're single now, but do you think it's changed with like in the past, would you have settled for anybody for validation or for whatever reason when now because of the level of intimacy you have with yourself you've got this higher standard and you know what you're creating and you have a level of trust of it's going to show up or like tell me a little bit about that if you're open to it obviously yeah sure great question um the answer is pretty straightforward i've always been very picky i've got a very high self-worth and i already had that when i stepped away from my marriage regardless of just having had one sexual encounter, very high self-worth when it comes to, to, to sex and who I uh, let into my bedroom and who's allowed to touch this freaking hot piece of ass. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, I, I didn't settle. That's, that's the thing, Lisa. Um, the way how I've approached um, the, the men that I've been with, um, I actually don't use dating apps. Oh, when I see someone, I just, you know, am brave and take my courage and go up to them and yeah, and say, hey, do you want to grab a drink sometime? Or here's my number, you're cute, call me. And they usually kind of do. That's how I, so I actually get to see first in a way of what I'm attracted to. And it's, it's really um, my body deciding. It's not really my mind. Like I don't walk through the shopping mall knowing that I will walk out with uh, a phone number from someone. It's literally a physical thing. I pass someone and my body goes like, and, um, and I follow those impulses. So I actually have never had intercourse in those two years with someone that I settle for except once I can't like I have to say this tell the story because I, I gotta be truthful the one thing I did tinder <laughs> this man rocked up and he didn't look anything like his picture 
and I was so brand new to this whole thing because, you know, I'd been in the marriage for 17 years. And before that, I hadn't dated either really that much. I had three male encounters, but then I was for 17 years in this uh, marriage. So I'm pretty brand new with 40 to the whole dating and sexual experiencing game. And then he was in front of my door and I was like, oh, fuck. You don't look anything like your pictures. What the fuck? And then I didn't know what to do. And I did let him in. And I was like, oh, fuck, fine. Um, so we did end up sleeping with each other. And uh, it was quite funny. He was just like, oh, this, is, this, is, this was great. I'm, I'm so happy. Like, let's do this again. And I'm thinking to myself, that ain't, that ain't happening again. You know? um, so that was my one encounter where it was not really my choice, where I literally was just winging it. I was like, oh, fuck. What am I going to do now? So I went for it. But um, that was the only one. Everything else, all the other encounters were all by choice. And and all the, the men were beautiful. Like, they're all really, yeah, they all had something. So it's, yeah. I don't, I wouldn't identify any of these men as fuck buddies. I don't have fuck buddies. Um, I always had a genuine connection with them. And till this day, I'm still in contact with, um, a few of them or you know randomly i get messages and be like hey how are you because i've always been coming from a very heart-centered space mm. and a very genuine space that there's no um yeah kind of resentful feelings or anything they're all being good encounters and yeah i love that and it's kind of like a pattern I hope that answered your question. Yes, it actually got me really excited. Um, it was kind of like you follow, and this is the way you approach dating, which I think is actually really, <laughs> it's probably going to save a lot of time. You follow your eros, you follow your alive, and you're allowing your body to lead you. And as we're taught, like basically our eros doesn't lie. And that's probably why you've had all of these beautiful encounters. Like obviously um, they're not the one and whatever you're calling in however you've walked away with such still a heart connection you still walked away with the most beautiful experience and that's because you've allowed your body to lead you and I truly believe like that's the secret and that's what happens when we do tapping into our body and creating that intimacy with ourselves and awakening up our aliveness we can allow our eros or our body to guide us which will always lead us to the right place person circumstance um i do want to know from you because i like to clarify this on each episode just in case we get new listeners <laughs> what does um the self-pleasure look like for you self-pleasure what does it look like for me it's um every time different really i just go in with the intention of having no expectations and just meeting myself with what's alive on that day. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes I do know what will come up because I've been carrying it, carrying it for the whole day. Mm -hmm. If a trigger did enter my sphere and I've been carrying it for the whole day and you're, you know, desperately waiting to get home in your own space to address this with uh, self-pleasure, then I will know what will come up. I have a pretty good idea. Um, but often it's really just 
stepping into the space without knowing what will arise and knowing that everything is perfect because I have started really doing it daily as it's like a meditation practice mm. and it's, it's not it's, and it's more often than not it is also not sexual um no genital contact um you know I had days where I literally was just weeping for 20 minutes holding myself or you know and for the rest of the time just gently stroking my body in in ways that I yearn to be touched things like that um yeah so I just allow to come to let come through what needs to to be communicated by my body I love that it's kind of like having the no intentions therefore it's not goal focused it's kind of like the feminine version of meditation allowing whatever to arise and surrendering knowing that whatever needs to come up needs to come up and you feel safe enough to enter that place um to wrap up i would love you to offer i understand that you're about to offer something if you would like to take the floor and share that offer with everyone yeah sure yeah i'm really excited i am launching a program for 10 women um in the middle of february on the 15th of february i will launch this it's an invitation for 10 women to join me um into a eight week container to journey their awakening of their orgasm and also encompassing journeying women's challenging journey with their bodies their body issues as i feel being able to reawaken your orgasm and journeying body issues they're really intertwined to me they're one and the same if you're have challenges being in a loving way with yourself and your body um with your body issues with body shaming you probably have a hard time connecting in a way that allows you to for your body to experience orgasm for that energy to flow and ripple through you in a free and um what's the word that i'm looking um encompassing way like um to just allow what what needs to be if you're if you're not mm-hmm. in a space where you can just be lovingly with what is in your physical state um yeah so i will i will journey with, with 10 women um on their body issues and how to reawaken the orgasm and yeah and perfect i'm so excited for this so excited for this because i feel like it's a very well needed thing um and i believe and correct me if i'm wrong people can find you on on instagram stephanie underscore ditchburn i'll put it in the show notes in case anyone needs spelling um are you anywhere else that you would like to tell people that they can find you um and facebook um same stephanie ditchburn and stephanie with an f for february yes that is the most common spelling in german um as you can hear i'm having an accent so i'm born in germany so that's the most common spelling so it's stephanie with an f ditchburn on facebook as well yeah yeah i'll put that in the show notes for the people um and thank you so much for joining me today and for this chat 
let me also just quickly mention that if anyone feels called to directly work with me one-on-one, -on -one, um, I offer that as well. So just DM me and more than happy to, to explore our journey um, together further. Mm. Yay. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Lisa. It was beautiful. I loved every single second of it. Thank you for, for making time for me. I really appreciate you and your work. Thank you so much. You're Thank welcome. You.